On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, we're not talking about tonight's game against the Rangers. I don't want to go through that, okay? I, I just want to have some fun. It's Saturday night. I want to ask you, yes, you, the listener, a question. Would you give up your fandom of the Vancouver Canucks if they won six cups in a 20-year span? And if you want to know why I'm asking that question, you have to listen to the episode. We also, yes, also talk about the coolest things that happened in 1994. Yes, this may be somewhat of a hockey podcast, but it's also a Kyle Bowen production. It's also a program for the city. It's a lot of things. It's sipping on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, yes, my name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation, shout out to Nux Misconduct. You already know the deal. Go find the network, yes, the Nux Misconduct Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. Boom, bam, give it a swipe, give it a tap. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. Tonight, your Canucks, they're playing the Rangers. Man, oh man, 90s night. Those jerseys, those black jerseys unbelievable they're crisp they're way better than the other ones yes the other ones let's be real the blue and green we've been saying it that shit is weak who is scared to play a team in the nhl whose color scheme is blue and green nobody's scared of the canucks they never won a cup they haven't really done much bring back the skate jersey man there's something about that jersey it's scary it's intimidating it represents the city of Vancouver. Once again, it was 90s night. We saw the whole the whole spiel. Game against the Rangers. You know they're going to bring back the 94 team. Had a tweet come my way. Talking about how, how I would be possibly furious about that presentation. Look, I've said it many times. The city of Vancouver, this organization, they like to celebrate losing. It doesn't sit well with me. I get it. I do. 50 years of really not much. You got to give give the fans something. And some nostalgia is nice. It's cool to present. I get it. And I've been saying this, and it's true, and it's facts. You may think I'm wrong, but once a team in Vancouver wins the Stanley Cup, those players, those memories, they will be watered down. Heck, they may be even forgotten. Is there any team in the world that celebrates Stanley Cup losses that ended in a city burning more than the Vancouver Canucks? I don't really get it. I don't. Canadian market, Canadian city. The losing does not connect with me. Call me bitter. Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. That's just the way I feel. I don't want to tell my kids, if I had any, about the team in 2011 or the team in 94. They lost. They lost. You remember champions. They lost. Anyways, if you're still here and not mad at me, let's have a fun episode. Let's talk about let's talk about the New England Patriots. I know you probably hate Boston. Once again, I don't give a fuck. I want to bring up a little question. It's a real one. It got me really thinking. Alright, so if the Canucks were to win six cups in a 20-year span, 
Would you give up your fandom? Yes. Would you give up your fandom? Would you care? Would you trade your fandom for multiple cups? That's what I'm asking you, okay? The city has been deprived for so many years. And you could only imagine what winning one would do. Imagine what six cups would do. Would you trade six cups for your fandom? Yes, that means once the team wins six in 20 years, you can no longer feel the same way about the Vancouver Canucks. The games will never feel the same. And let's be real, there'll be no hope. Could there still be hope? When your team has that much success, does hope even exist? The root of hope is wanting something, dreaming of something. Can you dream of a seventh Stanley Cup within a 20 year span if you already had six? Is that even possible? This is where this came from. Okay, so I gave my friend a call last week. Big Pats fan, let's call him Eric. Huge Pats fan, okay? He has a one on his left butt cheek and a two on the other. That's how big of a fan this dude is. He even has the Tom Brady book. Huge fan. Gronk jersey, Brady jersey, the whole spiel. And year after year after year after year, I usually give him a call around this time to talk about a Patriot Super Bowl. It becomes a, a tradition. And knowing that he is a Pats fan, he all, he often gets scrutinized, okay? Because people like to hate the goats. They really do. They like to poke holes in the biggest things in the world. And the Patriots, over the last 18 years, have won six championships. Six in 18 years. True goats. You can only imagine how big they really are in the big picture. There's a good chance you may never... Yes, may never see another team in whatever sport, even intramurals. You may never see a dynasty like the one we just saw end in New England. Anyways, I gave this dude, gave this dude a call last week after the Patriots lost to the Dolphins after they lost the bye. And I was there to talk to him about the loss and he didn't even know they were playing. He fell out of sync with the team he once loved. And I truly believe it's because they won many times. Once again, six championships. What are you really cheering for? So let me ask you this, Canuck fans. Again, we're having fun on tonight's episode. On the night that the Canucks faced the Rangers. On a night where your team, yes, your team, your city, your Vancouver Canucks, celebrated once again that 94 team that, that lost. That lost. They celebrated a team that lost again. Would you give up fandom of the Canucks if they won six cups in a 20 year span? Here's my answer. Of course. Of course. If my team won six cups, I would have those memories. And why the fuck would I really, really want to watch the team for much longer? I, I would want to do new things. Maybe I'd follow tennis. Or golf. Maybe I'd finally watch some baseball. Where's the hope? What are you actually feeling? If you're watching more Canucks games after they've won six cups in 20 years. Now, also, my answer of yes has a lot to do with the fact that this team, this city ha has, has been through so much. And personally, 
if I want to be selfish, this team, man, oh man, they, they've put me through, through a ton. Lord only knows. I don't even believe in God. Lord only knows what I would do with one cup. If I had two, if I had three, if I had four, if I had five, if I had six in 20 years, I'd be happy for the rest of my life. I don't have to watch hockey. I don't have to cheer for the Canucks anymore. I'm trading that for my fandom. Why the fuck not? The team already has no cups in 50 years. I'm already 26. I probably got 74 more years left on this earth. There is a good probability based on the analytics that this team may not win a cup in 74 years. How long did it take the Cubs to win a World Series? Over 100 years? Hell yes, I am trading my fandom for six cups. I may trade my fandom for two. And that's just the truth. My homie Eric, I don't really feel for you. I don't even think you watched the game. Again, big time Pats fan, won six rings. I don't think he gives a fuck anymore. It would be boring. It would be boring, it would. In fact, you could say the Pats need to suck for like 20 years for him to really care. Six cups, six Super Bowls for the Patriots in 20 years. I know it's a hockey podcast, but it's also a Kyle Bowen program. I'm going to talk about Tom Brady too. Let's let's be real. He's not even the Michael Jordan of our generation. He's bigger. Yes, he lost a couple times in the big game, but he also got there many, many, many times in a sport called football. Football, the NFL. You know how hard it is to play for that long? Football? Have you ever taken a hit before? That shit looks scary. I don't want anyone talking shit about Tom Brady. I really don't. Generational talent. One of the superheroes. Yes, I'll say it. One of the superheroes in my lifetime. Six Super Bowls. Late round pick. He he did the impossible. You got to appreciate those things. When I have grandchildren... I'm going to be talking about Tom Brady. I really am. Do you remember 28 to 3? At the age of what? 38? He came back in a Super Bowl against the Falcons? Probably the greatest sporting spectacle that I witnessed in my life. The impossible. The Pats. The dynasty is over. One that lasted two decades. That's why I also believe it's bigger than Jordan. It's bigger than the Bulls. That's why I believe we'll probably never see this again. Not in my lifetime. Six. Six Super Bowls. Get at me at Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Or find sipping on a 40. Get at me. Would you give up your fandom of the Vancouver Canucks? Yes, your Vancouver Canucks. For six cups in a 20-year span. Because I would. I'd go watch golf. Maybe I'd start gardening. Why spend hours and hours watching the Canucks after they've won that many times I don't get it just give me give me two and I'll give it up straight the fuck up all right 90s night we got the rematch 94 finals let's talk about 1994 I don't really know much about that year I pulled up a chart here the 25 moments that defined 1994 we'll get to it after the break you're listening to sipping on a 40 my name Kyle Bowen Let's stop celebrating losers, Vancouver. No, stop it. Who the hell does it that many times? 
we are back on sipping on a 40 my name kyle bowen tonight your canucks are facing the rangers it's 90s night if you're mad at me for what happened before the break i know i was talking a lot of shit about the celebration over that team once again in 1994 that lost in the stanley cup final look i appreciate the city i love the city it's just time for this city to champion an actual champion i'm over it i'm over celebrating losses i really am am i bitter am i am i a mad guy am i a piece of shit i don't know that's for you to say and if you think so once again i don't give a fuck hey it's saturday night let's have some fun let's go over 1994 such a special year for some of you yes some of you canuck fans that hold it close to your heart and here's the thing i don't really know much about this year so i found this list nme.com we have access to some of the some of the things on this list i do believe that either either i'm blocking from some of the things showing up or you have to become a member to see some of the some of the things on this list but we have enough we have enough for some content Let's talk about it. The 25 moments that defined 1994 written by Emily Barker. And you know what we do when we have fun. We play some Nelly Furtado. We play some Timberland. Okay, Timberland, if you're mad at me playing this beat, you want to take it off. Just listen to me, okay, brother? Put down the music. Listen to me, okay? Not much has happened for the city when it comes to mainstream pop culture moments. We don't even have champions. Just let me run this damn beat in the background, okay? It's a BC thing. It's Nelly Furtado. And we're just having fun, okay? We're just having fun. Once again, the 25 moments that define 1994. We don't have access to all 25 things. We have access to some. We'll talk about those things. Shout out to Emily Barker. Number one, we don't get to see it. That's a great start. That's a great start, isn't it? Man, oh man. Number two, though, Pulp Fiction. Never seen the movie, but I've seen seen this cover art, this poster, this vinyl, Uma Thurman, Quentin Tarantino, those colors everywhere. Everywhere. What's the movie about? Should I watch it tonight? I do believe it's on Netflix. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Number three, Friends. I guess this shit debuted in 1994. That's important. A lot of people do love this song. A lot of people do associate this show with being the best TV show of all time. It's right up there with Seinfeld. The 90s was a great time for TV. The chemistry displayed on this cast... It was evident. That's why That's why it worked. It worked for such a long time. Yo, Jennifer Aniston is still a babe. I'll also say this. I, I enjoyed How I Met Your Mother more than this show. Come at me. I don't give a fuck. Once again. Number seven. Yes, we got to go down there. Kurt Cobain committed suicide. A sad moment for the world. A true talent. A sincere person. You listen to his music, you watch interviews, you see what the critics, not even just the critics, the people who followed music at the time had to say about Kurt. They knew that he was on his way to becoming one of the best of all time. Not many artists had the talent of being that vulnerable with his work. Rest in peace, Kurt. Let's move on to number 11. Listen to this. On March 31st, 1994, Madonna, yes, Madonna, the same gal, the same lady who French kissed Drake out of nowhere at Coachella. That shit was nasty. That shit was uncalled for. What if the roles were reversed? Let, let's be real. That shit was crazy. 
Anyways, in 1994, Madonna was invited onto the late night show, or the late show, sorry, with David Letterman. And she said the F word 14 times and also, yes, also made several, not just one attempt, several attempts to have Letterman smell her underwear. Yes, her underwear. That's, that's, that's cloud chasing. I know no social media was around that time, but it just goes to show, man, people, people want that clout. People want that clout. People need that clout. And it was part of her gag too. She was provocative. She was provoking. I don't really listen to any Madonna. One of the biggest musicians ever of all time. Remember that one song? I think it was in the, uh, I think it came out maybe like 12 years ago. Justin Timberlake, Madonna. Something about four minutes or something. I don't know. Anyways, Madonna, don't don't make people smell your underwear. That shit's just kind of, that's, that's fucked. That's fucked. That's crazy. Number 13. Woodstock 94 had 350,000 people show up to watch the Nine Inch Nails, Bob Dylan, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Green Day. Speaking of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right now I'm reading a book. Yes, ladies. Yes, ladies. Yes, ladies. I'm reading a book about Flea, the drummer. Insane. What a story. What a life. What a drummer. Number 14, The Lion King. It hits the big screen. What a movie. Possibly the best movie of all time. Yeah, I'll say it. Rumor has it, I don't know this, but rumor has it that I've watched this movie over 30 times. When I was a kid, supposedly, I couldn't stop watching this movie. Now, let me ask you a question. Is there a bigger villain in the world of cinema than Scar? Has anyone forgiven Scar for killing, yes, killing Mufasa? Yes, I know without that incident, there is no story. There is no movie. But hey, man, it's Mufasa. Why the fuck did that guy have to die? Such a good dude. That dude was like my dad. That shit hurt and it still hurts. Nobody will ever forgive Scar. Number 17, Forrest Gump was released. Another movie I didn't watch. Should I watch it? Maybe. Number 19, the late Lisa Left High Lopes from TLC was mad at her then boyfriend, burned his tennis shoes, and it ended up causing her whole mansion to burn down. I remember seeing this all over the place when it comes to when it comes to viewing TLC documentaries or interviews or stories. Insane story. TLC. Listen to Crazy Sexy Cool. Listen to it. You could say you could say it's a masterpiece. Rest in peace to Left Eye also. Rest in peace. At number 20, we got the internet getting real in 1994. Both Yahoo and Amazon were founded. How is that even possible? Yahoo, Amazon has been around since 1994. Really? What the hell were people buying in 1994 online? What was Amazon back in the day? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't something where you could buy things off of. That that would be a good read. I do believe on Audible. I do have something on Amazon. I bought something. I never I never opened it yet. Try try Audible out. I always talk about books in this program. Ladies, I always talk about books on this program. Try Audible out. I doubted it. I'm fucking with it now. Number 22. We got the PlayStation. That shit debuted. My first console. Yeah, my first console. My first home console. I, I think I had a Game Boy before this, but the Sony was the first one plugged to my TV in my bedroom. 
I believe I had it rigged or 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 modded. That was the term. A whole bunch of burnt games. One of my favorite games, Tarzan. Go play it. It's probably one of the best movie games or Disney games of all time. Seriously, play it. And the soundtrack, Phil Collins, beautiful. Number 23, we have what? What is this? The Sega Saturn. Never played that shit. And at number 25, what's this? There were all the great albums to, re to be released in 1994 from Nas's Illmatic. Oh, damn. Damn. That came out in 1994. Bam. See, there are so many other things to celebrate from 1994. Other than that Canuck team that lost. Yes, lost. I'll say it one more time. Lost in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals in 1994. I'm just saying, it's time for the city to champion actual champions. And for that to happen, it's time for the city to have champions. It's also time for the city and its hockey team to change over from blue and green to the skate jersey, to the black, to the red, to the yellow, to the orange, to, to all that shit, okay? I'm done with the blue and green. I'm also done with this episode. Once again, go get the network, the Nux Misconduct Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a hockey fan, you give it a one, you give it one swipe, you give it a tap. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. We have our fourth show. Yes, our fourth show, Power of the Towel, debuting this week. Nick Bondi, no pressure. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. No pressure. But it's your time to shine. Thank you once again for listening. I hope you have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We over here at the Nux Misconduct Network, we appreciate it. Peace.